You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Welcome to Everything Apostolic. Well, praise the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's great to be with you today. Thank you for checking us out, or as many of you are repeat listeners to Everything Apostolic, we so thank you and appreciate you even for spreading the word like some of you have done and letting others know about this podcast where we minister to the apostolic body of Christ and to anyone and everyone that will listen. Uh, We want to show forth the love of God and the truth of God's precious word. Well, as you know, we're going to talk about the unmatched authority of Jesus' name. Yes, the unmatched authority of Jesus' name. There's no name in heaven or earth or under the earth like the name of Jesus. That's right. There's no name in heaven like the name of Jesus. No name, no no other name in heaven compares to the name of Jesus. There's no name on earth, no name on earth that compares to the name of Jesus. That's right. Angels, there's no angelic name that compares to. There's no human name that compares to this name, Jesus. And under the earth, there is no evil spirit, demonic force. There's no uh, devil that has a name compared even that comes close to the mighty name of Jesus. And so I want to talk to you about this unmatched authority of Jesus' name because you have been given authority. And I want to absolutely positively prove that in your mind that you as an apostolic believer have authority. Now, this is crucial to understand. It's crucial to believe and comprehend with all of your heart so that you can be what God has intended you to be. This is not for some few called out ones. This is not for just some elite preachers uh, or someone that's been serving God for decades. The newest believer can use the name of Jesus in mighty deeds. Praise God. Oh, yes. So let's take a look here at Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. Philippians 2, 9 and 10. Wherefore God hath also hath highly exalted him and given him a name. Mm-hmm. Given him a name which is above every name. Now, it says here plainly, look at those words. Given him a name which is above every name. Well, any name of God, any name of the Savior, any title, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Rose of Sharon, Lily, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Like I said, any title, any name that you could give God um, does not compare to the name of Jesus. That's right, the name of Jesus. And given him a name which is above every name. 
that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, there, there you go, angels, and things in earth, that's mankind, and things under the earth, that's demonic forces, uh, the fallen angels, the one-third of angels that fell from heaven when they were cast out with Lucifer, that's the beings under the earth. But the name of Jesus is more mighty and unmatched compared to all names put together because there is power and there is authority in and through the name of Jesus. Oh, thank God for this name that you have. It's a weapon. It's a shield. It's a buckler. It's a protection. Praise the name of God. It, it is. And friend, you can use this name. I don't care if you are a believer. Maybe you haven't even received the baptism of the Holy Ghost just yet. But you are definitely a believer in this name and you believe what I'm teaching here today. I'm telling you what, you have enough power through the name of Jesus that you could literally cast out a devil. I know some may not believe that, but it's not the power. Uh, it's not because of you. It's not because of your righteousness or holiness. It's because of the name. Now, how do I know this? Because the disciples, the 12, the 12 in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those 12 apostles were healing the sick by the name of Jesus. They were casting out devils through the name of Jesus before they were baptized in Jesus' name, before they received the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues. That tells you right there what authority and what power. And see, we we just, you know, I, I just don't think we hear enough about it. Just about anywhere you go, we just, uh, there's something about this that we just don't get. We really don't get it like we should because we should see more than what we're seeing. And I know what's happening in different places. And, and you know, we, of course, have seen mighty miracles. But I'll tell you what, I've had the Holy Ghost living for God for more than four decades, and I'm still not satisfied with what I see. I still want more, and I believe there's more available through this name. So, yes, so, yes, mighty is this name. It's an unmatched name. So let's go to Acts chapter, I think it's Acts chapter 4. Let's, let's take a look here. Let's go back from uh, Philippians. Acts chapter, hmm. let's see, where is it at? Oh, here it is, chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, and we're going to read verse 12. And then we're going to jump down to verse 16. Okay? Acts 3, 12 and 16. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people. Now, let me give you the backstory here. All right? You may know it. You may be familiar with the chapter. But this is where the lame man, all right? Here, Peter and John, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They were baptized in Jesus' name. Jesus already died. He was buried. He resurrected. He ascended back to heaven. And now we're in the book of Acts. Mighty revival is taking place. Myriads of people are receiving the Holy Ghost and being baptized in the name of Jesus through the whole, uh, through, uh, throughout the book of Acts. It's uh, just a mighty, mighty revival, and the gospel is spreading like wildfire. But here, Peter and John, one morning, the Bible says, if you read uh, the first part of the story, they're on their way to prayer. And that's right. <laughs> one morning, they're on their way to prayer. They're walking together and for decades, this 40-something-year-old man 
uh, is laying by the gate, been laid there all of his life, lame in his legs, not able to walk in any sense of the word at all, and is uh, sitting there begging for alms, begging for coins, silver or gold, or something that somebody would drop in his cup or his basket or his blanket that the passerbys would just have mercy upon him. And he's been doing this all of his life since a child, no doubt. And everybody knows him. Everybody has seen him. And many have given unto him out of great mercy, no doubt. So uh, you know what, Peter and John, here they go. And verse 12, and when Peter saw it, he answered uh, unto the people. All right, you men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? So let's go back again. So when Peter and John came up to this man, no doubt they had passed by him all of their lives. They were raised there in Jerusalem. They lived in Jerusalem. They may have known him. They may have you know, learned Torah with him. Who knows? Uh, we don't know the entire story. But they walked up to him, and he's begging for alms. And Peter says, silver and gold have I none, uh, but such as I have give I thee. But before he said that, he said, look on us. Look at us. Look at us here. We don't have anything to give you. We don't have any silver. We don't have any gold. Even if I did, it's it's not going to compare to what I have, in other words. But he, the Bible says he reached down, took him by the right hand. He didn't even pray. Look at this. He did not even pray. But he spoke a command of faith by the name of Jesus. He said, in the name of Jesus. He didn't say, oh, God, heal this lame man. Oh, Lord, heal this. Oh, Lord, you're the healer. Heal this man that's been laying here by the gate all of his life. He didn't pray that. No, he didn't. No, 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 no. That's not what he did. Because he knew his authority. When you've been given authority, you have the key. Somebody gives you a credit card. Okay, your husband or spouse hands you a credit card, or your mom or dad hands you a credit card, whatever the case, in, or your business gives you a credit card. You have authority to spend. They give you a key to walk into their building or into that church or into that business. All right, you have authority to use that key, to use that credit card to use that whenever you see fit. And that's why we have the name of Jesus. And he reached, took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his ankle bones, his legs received strength, and he was healed, he was made whole. He stood, he began to leap, and began to walk and run through the temple. Why? They said, in the, in the name of Jesus Christ, take, rise up and walk, okay? And that's what the man did. But this is what Peter is saying here to those that were looking at him cockeyed and accusing them of some false deed. He said, why look ye so earnestly on us? This is verse 12. As though by our own power or holiness, we had made this man to walk. Now, in other words, we don't have the power within ourselves. And as well as that, I don't want you to think this happened because of our holiness. Now, they believed in holiness and separation and all of that. Sure, and we do too. But 
holiness within itself is not going to heal anybody because the authority is in the name of this is peter's making it very clear so if you think your holiness is going to heal somebody i've got sad news you could have a church full of 100 people or 500 people that are living good righteous lives and holy lives but how many how many of them are raising the lame from wheelchairs hmm? how many how many of them are probably none right maybe none because it's not holiness that does this we've got to know the name of jesus uh and then let's go down to verse 16 he explains a little more and his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong my is that powerful think about that his name through faith in his name okay what how how did it happen how was the man healed i'm talking about an unmatched authority of jesus name the name jesus is your key if you'll believe in it if i'll believe in it it's my key it's your key to healing the sick to open up that door of a miracle for that individual how do you say and his name through what faith faith believing faith in his name it's not just his name alone but it's faith in his name oh sure it starts with his name but then we've got to believe in his name it's not me that's doing it it's not my holiness it's not my power it's not my charisma but it's but when it happens it happens because i or you or someone believes in this name of jesus oh powerful powerful friend i've got a bunch more for you right now but hang on here for a quick break hey i want to tell you about my book entitled satan demons and you hi this is charles rodis i want to give you a few testimonies of others that have read this book one is by pastor larry g he says great book i have used these methods many times in Jesus name I appreciate this book very much another one by he chose me says if you want to understand the enemy and how to fight a spiritual battle this book will help you this book with the scriptures to confirm what is written very easy to read and another testimony by Shelley says every Christian needs this book this man has great knowledge and understanding I have read this book many times well my friend you can get this paperback or the Kindle edition on Amazon go there now and read more about it blessings so yes we're talking about the unmatched authority of Jesus name oh my powerful Jesus the name Jesus it's not a an abracadabra word boom you know like a pulling a rabbit out of a hat it's not a magic word no it's not because there must be authority or there must be faith in that name for you to have authority all right there's got to be faith in the name of Jesus I mean a pure relentless unwavering faith that right here 
right now, God is going to do this. Praise God. Oh, yes. Let's go to Mark chapter 16, verses 17 through 18. The picture here is Jesus died. He was resurrected or buried and now resurrected. And he's standing with his 11 apostles right before his ascension into heaven. And verse 17, he says, And these signs shall follow them that are saved. No. <laughs> and these signs shall follow them that preach. Uh, no. And these signs shall follow them that are apostolic. Um, sorry, but no. And these signs shall follow them that believe. That's right, believe. He made it so simple, it's hard to believe. <laughs> believe it or not, many believers are not believing, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. And these signs shall follow them that believe. All right. So if somebody says they're a believer and they don't believe in these signs, and they say, well, God's not doing this today. Well, that tells you right up front, they're not really a believer at all. They think they're a believer. Okay. Because it says here, Jesus, was he telling the truth or was he telling a lie? These signs shall follow. He didn't say they might. He didn't say they should or they could. You know, that's not what he said. He said, these signs shall follow. A true believer, a true believer is going to have signs following him or her. Not a preacher, not a pastor, a believer. These signs shall follow. You know why Jesus said that to them? He wanted them to know right here on the onset. Fellas, this is not just for you. This is not just for you 11. He didn't say these signs shall follow you Apostles, you 11. But you know, that kind of thing is being taught today. It may not be taught in your church, okay, or where you attend. But this type of thing is being taught today. I've heard of it. No, I haven't personally been around it. But I know somebody that was around it. And they, if you if you weren't a preacher, you weren't even lay, allowed to lay hands on someone needing prayer. If you weren't a preacher. But that's not what it says here. These signs shall follow them that believe. Why? Because Jesus wants this mighty power demonstrated. He wants this the authority of this name utilized by every believer that will. This is how the gospel is to spread. Okay, because anybody can say they're a believer. But who has the signs following them to say and to prove they are a believer. Now, we're not here, quote unquote, proving anything. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm just saying what Jesus said. He said it right here. These signs shall, 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 again, not maybe or could be or should be or should, but these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils, cast out devils. I believe sometimes we drive demons away from us and you don't even realize you did it. You know, you got some kind of torment or depression or oppression or something in your home, sickness or disease, and you're speaking against it. You got to talk to that thing. You got to speak to the mountain. You got to speak to that tree. 
in the name of Jesus. You've got to say, come out, devil. Get out of my house. Be dispersed. Be gone. Dismiss yourself in the name of Jesus. You've got to tell it to go. And you've got to say it by using the name Jesus. There's authority. See, there's authority when you speak that name. A lot of people are speaking it. A lot of people are saying it, but they really don't believe like they should. They don't have proper faith. And so therefore, nothing happens. Nothing happens with many people speaking the name Jesus. Anybody can lay hands on. Anybody can say in Jesus' name. But who's going to believe? These signs shall follow them that, uh, again, preach. No, believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall shall, shall recover. When you're praying for the sick, you're praying for yourself, your spouse, your children, grandchildren, people in the church, people on the street, wherever you're praying for the sick. That's right. You've got to believe at that moment. My wife and I was yesterday at the store and we were out looking at some plants to plant in our garden. And I was talking to a gentleman there, just, he was looking at plants as well and tomato plants and all these types of things and began to tell me about his wife going through some health conditions. And he looked like he was probably in my age bracket, invited him to church and invited him uh, to our community group in our home on Tuesday, every other Tuesday night we have. And then I said, you know, can I pray for your wife right now? And he said, yes. And so right there, I took him by the hand and prayed in the name of Jesus. You know what? I believe God touched her. And I don't know that. Okay. I wasn't told that. He wasn't with her. She was at home, I guess. But we prayed. You got to believe. You may never know it sometimes. Oh, I've prayed for many people over the telephone. They were instantly healed. And if you haven't done that, begin practicing that authority over the telephone. You're talking, oh, somebody tells you, I'm not feeling good. I have this headache. I have this. And then say, hey, can I pray for you right now? And say in the name of Jesus and speak to that condition. Speak to it. Don't tell God to do anything. You talk to that thing. You speak to that just like the they said to the lame man. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise. And he did. He was healed. All right. So there's authority. There's power in this thing. But look at verse 18 a little deeper. They shall take up serpents. Now, we're, we're not like those in West Virginia, a couple hundred, few hundred people, whatever it is, up there in the mountains of West Virginia. And they're, and they're real small churches. Nothing wrong with small churches. Uh, but they, they go get copperheads and rattlesnakes and they bring them into the church and and they want to handle them and wrap them around their neck and head and stuff like that to prove that they're a, a true believer. Well, that's not what he's talking about. Many of those people have died and that's not what this is talking about at all. It's not. No, no, no. Because in many parts of the world, and I live up near Chicago, I never see snakes around here, but if you know, you live in, <clears throat> you live in Louisiana and you live in uh, Mississippi and other parts of so, some of the southern parts of America or more remote parts of the country or other remote parts of the world. There are many snakes out there, other scorpions and venomous beasts and things that can harm you and kill you. This is what Jesus is talking about. I'm giving you authority. 
They shall take up serpents, like Paul did in the book of Acts. They came up into that island when there was a shipwreck, and he picked up some sticks to throw on the fire. And out of the sticks came a venomous snake and bit him. And the people of the island looked for him to fall down dead immediately because they saw the snake and they saw what it was, the type of venomous snake that it was. And he shook it off into the fire. Praise God. He shook it off in the fire and he felt no harm and no harm came to him at all. Praise God. And that's what this is talking about because there are places in the world where this is happening. And if, if, look at the word if, if they drink any deadly thing, that happens. We don't even know. We may have drink, drank deadly things and did not even know it because of divine protection. And we don't know there pollutants in our water sometimes in different places in the world again where water is not safe to drink and people have drank it and divine protection has been with them and they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover why all of this because of an unmatched authority of jesus name and we believe in that mighty name let's go to chapter 10 of luke all right, turn with me. If you have your Bibles, if you're reading along, many of you may be driving or getting ready or relaxing and whatever. Uh, so Luke 10, and I'm going to read verse 17. Now, this is going to be the last passage, passage I'm going to share with you on the subject. We could go on and on, no doubt, for a long time. But I wanted to reiterate this point and this fact because if we'll believe, pray. I was I was praying with a lady over the phone one day. I remember a couple situations over the last several months, and she was saying. She said to me, she says, uh, uh, you know, before we hung up, I said, you know, anything we could uh, pray with you about before we let you go. She says, well, yeah, I forget where where they her and her husband lived. Um, I think it was Kansas or somewhere. There was a drought going on, and their their crops, and they were farmers, and really bad. And she said, pray for pray for rain, pray for rain, if you wouldn't mind praying. I said, absolutely. And you know, we begin to pray. We begin to speak to the rain and to the clouds. And I spoke to her some days later, a week or two later. She said, hey, I want you to know when, when, when we prayed about that rain last time we talked, she says, the next day it started raining. Well, praise God. I believe God sent some clouds because of the prayer in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There was another lady uh, we prayed for as well. And I don't remember her condition, something to do with her knee or hip or something, whatever it was. She was in a lot of pain, couldn't hardly get around. We prayed for her condition. And uh, a couple of days later, I got an email. Next day, a couple of days, whatever it was. I got an email and she was testifying to me how she was just about dancing in the spirit, how she has been touched and healed and how great she had felt. Now, that's not about my holiness. <laughs> it's not about my goodness. See, like I was talking about, like the scripture says, it's faith in his name. All right. So Luke ten seventeen and the 70 returned again with joy saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. They're subject. They have to come under authority. They have to submit to us. How? Because we're good. 
because we're apostolic, because we're preachers, because we're apostles, because we're disciples. No, none of that. Because they're believers. Because they're believers. That's right. That's what Jesus, we already read it. We've already read it. Because they, they were believers and they've been taught that. And they were taught how to utilize the name of Jesus as the authoritative word, authoritative name that they can use in any needed situation. Even the devils, the demons, the, the spirits have to come under our authority. We've been casting them out. They came back with surprise and wonder. Oh, they knew it. They knew it, but they had, Jesus had sent them out for some time. And when they came back, they were just so overwhelmed with joy. <laughs> he had to tell them, don't rejoice in this, but rejoice because your name is in heaven. You know, and he had to make sure that they were aligned correctly with, with the right idea. It's not, you know, sure, we're, we're happy to be doing this and we're excited to be used of God. But really, our rejoicing needs to be that our names are written in heaven. But he taught them some valuable lessons here about the name and the authority. Even the devils are subject unto us. See, it was more than 12 at this point. There was more disciples that had been added. Uh, now the 12 were the main. There was the main 12. And there were additional disciples as well on the side. because And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Praise God. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, friend, uh, I thank you for listening to Everything Apostolic. Share this. Give us five stars if you haven't. And uh, we appreciate you. And I want to say God bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.